was the hiatus two years officially two and a half and back when we were making power rankings on uh teams <laughs> before taylor hall you know decided to go out to the desert shout out uh sun devil hockey or uh, oh shoot wrong team <laughs> oh, he, he actually has the air sun belt hockey come on boys yeah. True. I know the boys are buzzing here. Uh, first, we got our Caps rep, Mr. Ian at Caps Nation. Hello, hello. Uh, we have our boy uh, Matt at Cheds 22. Uh, it's just Cheds, no 22. But... Oh, you took the 22 out. All right, yeah. we're going to you have to explain that. Uh, Mr. Uh, Hot Take himself, Gianni. Yeah, don't say the Twitter because it's suspended. <laughs> so keep <laughs> me out of that for now. <laughs> that's why I didn't mention it. And uh, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, we'll just leave it as uh, PA Fobs. Fobby two two seven, but okay, Sandy. Yeah, 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 same, same thing. Well, uh, and this is uh, your boy Hayes here. 1313 old one suspended underscore gone new me new life just call me dan it's all right yeah so now that we're back uh we're gonna kind of give like a little run through we're gonna kind of rebrand how we're gonna do this thing pretty much um still talk our hockey but kind of talk about more of life kind of just spitball off the top of our heads so i guess we'll kind of start it off with biggest let down because i kind of want to get into this one first gianni you want to start talking first (laughs) no (laughs) come to me last Well, uh, Ian, we'll, t- we'll talk about you. Uh, what do you got for your uh, biggest letdown first? Um, so I would say I would say for the whole, for the whole season, I mean, Buffalo is one team that comes to mind again. It's like same same thing as like a year prior. They started off hot and then just like cooled off, 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 continue to waste Jack Eichel's prime years. Blunt. Toronto is kind of another team in mind, sort of, I mean, maybe not like disappointing, but just more so underwhelming. I mean, I can't say too much since I haven't watched enough of their games. Everybody everybody knows about their feuds with uh, Zamboni drivers. I mean, my team in particular kind of faltered off the past like six weeks with all the talent we have on our roster. So I'll be honest and not let that go unsaid. So those are a few off the top of my head. Andy, what do you got? I can't mean to go um, very on brand and say the team that I'm repping, Arizona Coyotes. Because they started out red hot. They made that trade for Hall, and it looked like they were going to be a surefire playoff team. And then down the stretch, they just really fell off from the all-star break to the trade deadline. They were even in the discussion of like possibly being being sellers at the deadline, which considering that they trade away their first round pick and a decent amount, like a decent chunk of change just for Hall. Not a good look, but honestly, I would say they would be one of my biggest uh, disappointments. I'd even throw the Florida Panthers in there, another on-brand uh, Sunbelt team, just because I thought that they were going to be pretty competitive, bringing in their new coach, bringing in... Bobrovsky and having the young talent they did and now they aren't even like I mean right before everything that happened it looked like they were just barely on the bubble of being a uh, 
fringe playoff possibly contender, but they even then they were sellers of deadline, which it just made no sense why they didn't try to keep growing the brand, basically. Good points. Uh, before we get to our uh, little devil's rep, I got to go through uh, Matt first. What do you got? Um, so from the first day of this podcast, we had we had one thing in mind. Everyone from Michigan is a bust. No matter who, Dylan Larkin, bust. Uh-huh. Jacob motherfucking Truba. Maybe the most disappointing Ranger of, of the century to me. And by century, I mean 2000s on. I didn't watch the Rangers when I wasn't alive. Jacob Truba sits in his D-zone and makes Mark Stahl a very good player. <laughs> While my man, Tony D'Angelo, is carrying the New York Rangers defensive course. So if you want to look at the number one disappointment, it is Jacob Truba. However, I'll also flip that around and throw a little throw a little bone for Gianni and say Capo Caco, although also Jack Hughes has been a major disappointment, both of them have just been a massive letdown for someone who was really excited for the twenty nineteen draft. I just think both of them have so much talent. And are just way too good to be. They're both terrible defensively, which I understand 18 year olds are not going to be competitive defensively in the NHL. But which they've I, really done nothing besides contribute on the power play offensively. Well, so, considering that they're both playing like bottom six minutes, I wouldn't expect them to put enough point per game paces. I mean, you got to, it, it's kind of like very wild to say the least to say up oh, two rookies are just super disappointing. Like, what were you expecting? Them. You gotta I, I, think, a, I think a lot of us I'm not saying a lot of us were expecting point per game numbers but if you look deeper at some advanced stats they're the two worst players in the NHL <laughs> they're this also one 18 now, years old and two where did I, Jack Hughes commit think. to before he went to the NHL I'm just gonna throw that Michigan. out there okay Okay. So, you know what? I got. I got to give Matt credit for this rebrand. He is now taking the throne from Gianni of being the king of incredibly cold takes. Ooh. I'm not saying that they won't be good players. They will be great players one day. But when you look at the numbers, neither of them should be in the NHL this season, and that's something zero people were saying at this time last April. Everyone was saying. Everyone said Kapokaka was the most NHL-ready player they've seen since McDavid. That was a hilariously terrible take. <laughs> and then you go, and Jack Hughes, a lot of people did say that it's really hard to go from the USDP to the NHL, which is one thing I've said from day one. But I also didn't expect him to be the worst player defensively in the NHL. That's my, t- that's my two takes. Well, I mean, that leaves us a good segue into Gianni over here. I mean, this is this is going to be a nice little uh, battle to see who's, you know, who's got the worst takes on this podcast. Now that Gabe's gone too, but uh, <laughs> oh boys, Gianni, what, what um, do you got? For us? I think teams that, I, like Andy said, Florida is pretty disappointing. But I think that the two most disappointing, obviously, the Devils. I think for me, were pretty disappointing just because of. All the money they finally spent in free agency kind of went to nothing. I mean, you signed Wayne Simmons, and he got us a whole six goals. So we paid a million dollars per goal. And then you only flip him for a fifth-round pick in like six years. P.K. Subban, he's been horrible. And we have two more years of that at $9 million. Will Butcher looked absolutely garbage. We lost our captain. 
Uh, we lost the best player on our team. I mean, like, do, where, do I have to keep going or? Well, <laughs> this is just painful. Nico, one thing I gotta throw. Go one ahead, thing I gotta go throw in there: the uh, pick that you have in multiple years, like way down the line. That kid now isn't in school, so he has more time to practice playing hockey. Exactly. Think of it that way. That is true. That is silver true. linings. I still think there's a more disappointing team than the Devils, and I give it to the San Jose Sharks. Because I have, man's got a point. Man's I, got a point. I have never seen, and it's really not even their fault. Like you, you talk about it like a Columbus or or like a team that's been decimated with injuries. They they still have a couple of pretty good players, but they gave up their first pick to Ottawa, who's going to probably have two lottery picks this year, and they've just tanked at the bottom of the standings this year and have not been able to pull out. They fire their head coach. Like I, have, I have not seen a worse fall than what this the Sharks have been through this year, and like they're they're getting close to what's going to have to be a massive rebuild. Like I'm 100 with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't Brent they Burns don't have enough to compete. Eric Carlson on the blue line. <laughs> <laughs> How do you lose with that? And then they had Brendan Dillon. They wind up trading him, and like they've just been a mess. They lose LeBanc. Or did they lose the... No, no, no. They lost the other guy to Colorado. Hurdle. I know. Um, well, they lost Hurdle to injury, and then they lost... Uh, shoot. And then they, they lose Barkley Goudreau. Oh, Donskoy. Oh, Jonas Donskoy, yeah. And then they lose Barkley Goudreau to Tampa at the deadline. Like, they're, they're really not a good team right now. Even with all the, all the uh, players healthy. And then, like, look at their net situation. Martin Jones is garbage. And Aaron Dell, Aaron Dell is pretty bad too. So, like they're they're in trouble. That's crazy considering Martin Jones carried carried them in some sense to the conference finals last year. Also, and yeah, Couture on the shelf too, sending out Joe Thornton in the saddest way possible. Oof. And they lose Joe Pavelski. Like what a horrible calendar year since the playoffs for the Sharks. It's been really bad. To think that it's crazy to think that there were two wins away from going back to the final. You can't even say that the Sharks were just a bad team in general. They're just underperforming, in my opinion. And it might be a yeah. hot take. But if we're talking about horrible teams, I don't think I've seen a team worse than the Detroit Red Wings this year. And I thought that the Avs team from two years ago when they drafted Kale, before they drafted Kale McCarr, I thought that was one of the worst teams I've ever seen. And all of a sudden we get this. I don't know what to think. I Is it Jimmy Howard? Is it the back end? They have no I, I've got to disagree here. Forwards and defense. If you look, if you looked at the roster this year, they don't have a single talented player. Dylan Larkin's their best player. Do I have to mention where he went to college? <laughs> they they have zero talent on their team. They they're horribly constructed, and they sold a few pieces before this year started. So I think they're tanking in, in the most obvious way. But their cap space for next year is unfrickin' believable. Yes. It's it is they've they had some horrible horrible contracts in the last. I have the numbers up here right now. Actually, as of right now, they have six forwards under contract for next year. Six total forwards. Oh my god! <laughs> in total, so the number of players that they have under contract for next year is eleven. That's how you do it, right? They have three second round picks. They have Edmonton's second round pick and. Um, the cap second round pick. Ian, maybe you can touch on that one a little bit afterwards. But still, you cannot deny that this is one of the worst teams that you have ever seen. It's, kind of, it's funny. I was uh, like a month 
several months ago, I was listening to uh, U Tree's uh, video about the uh, basically like his his fall of the empire on how like the Red Wings went from consistent playoff makers to now like where they are now. And basically, what he pointed out was he signed all these third liners, guys like Justin Abdelkader, to these terrible contracts just to keep the playoff streak alive. And then once it was over, there was really no reason for these players to have these contracts anymore. Not that there really was a true reason for there to be one in the first place. Definitely a good point. So that was uh, the pick that was sent over was the Madison Bowie for Nick Jensen trade. What are your thoughts on that from a Caps fans completely as biased as humanly possible? (laughs) Because we know that's how usually Gianni is, but... (laughs) Well... (laughs) Well, Madison had a, uh, I mean, he was having a tough time sort of cracking the uh, top six on our team here. And I think we were looking for experience. I think we were looking for, like, building up on experience. I don't know if it had anything to do with lefty versus righty, but that could have been one of the situations. And Jensen has been an upgrade over Bowie, although that's honestly not saying much. So... And like poor Madison hasn't exactly like had the most uh, smooth ride in Detroit on that team. So it wasn't a it wasn't a bad move for us. Could we have gotten somebody better? Maybe. Yeah, that's I think that's how I see it. I haven't I've not done I honestly haven't done enough analysis. I mean, at this point, just drop a hot take. It's what Andy usually does, and somehow it works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of uh, hot takes, Andy, what do you got in terms of uh, the Red Wings play, and how does this translate to a uh, potential future, I guess, not really an uprising, but in general, where do they go from here? Well, one thing I would say, remember last year at the uh, draft, Eiserman made a big splash and tried, well, didn't really make a big splash, but like shocked everyone when he drafted Someone that people thought, like, why is he drafting this high or reaching that far with, like, the fifth overall pick or something like that? Sixth. Sixth overall pick, mm-hmm. gotcha. So he went in on it. Like, I'm thinking that Iceman's going to try and do these home run picks for a little bit because of the fact that he's banking on what he did with uh, Tampa and have his, like, deep scouting, try and get, like, the, all those sleepers, like the uh, triplets, the same way he had with uh, Kucherov in the second round, who should have gone first round. The same way he had with, um, oh shoot, who's the one that, it's uh, Kucherov, Stamkos, and the third one that had 40 goals last year. Brain point? Um, point. Yeah, he was yeah. like a fourth round pick or something, in, or a third round pick in 2014. But he, they, uh, yeah, it was something that basically Eisman was banking on those late picks to get him far and it's something that he has to like i mean he's going to try and do i feel like he's going to try and do the same thing because that's what got him this big payday and really made him like well known as a gm so he's going to try and do the same thing he's going to do the home run picks early on try and like go for broke with early picks knowing that he can bank on these late picks and that's why he's stockpiling a crap ton of picks and he got he i'm sure he's got hope that it pans out because if it doesn't then he'll only be remembered as someone that failed with his own team and the team that he left, his last memory there was being the team that won the president's trophy and then got swept in the first round. Case okay, encounter. Uh I actually liked I actually liked a lot how he went after a defenseman in the first round. 
just because, you know, their defensive core exactly hasn't been the same since Nick Lindstrom retired. So that was honestly a pick I was in favor of. And we won't know for like some like three years or whatnot, whether if it's was really worth the early pick or not, because, you know, just in general, it's uh, getting the right defenseman is a lot tougher than the right forwards. So (laughs) personally, I was I was in support of that pick. I'd also like to touch on that. Moritz Seider was the pick. No one said that before. German hockey's come a long way in the past, like, f- few years. If you look at the 2020 draft, like, th- I have three first-round picks from Germany. And, I mean, anyone who watched the World Champions um, Championships last year, Seider was the best player. So I didn't really mind the pick. I didn't really think it was a reach. If you looked at, I know you're not supposed to draft off international tournaments, but he was playing against NHL players in the world championships and he was absolutely he was the best defenseman in my opinion in the tournament so i didn't a lot of people called that a reach i didn't really agree with that and ian's right if you're gonna draft if you're trying to build a franchise i think you have to get a a number one center or a number one defenseman and at that point there weren't really that many number one centers on the board but there was a number one defenseman so i didn't i like the pick definitely makes sense and kind of we've been talking a lot about like the red wings and the sends but the one team and i know gianni's about to get his like two inch dick hard here the oh, devils have on. three first round picks if i'm not mistaken it's a three right it's not two oh, it could it could be three depending on what they do with the playoff format because it's kind of depending on vancouver so we honestly we can have one or we can have three so I'm, I'm kind of hoping for three because we don't have a second or third round pick this year. So we would have, if we only have one pick, we would have one pick in the top 100. So that's kind of brutal. But yeah, we can have a first if Vancouver makes the playoffs. So again, depending on the playoff format. Uh, and then the other first would be from Arizona if they don't win the lottery, which they're very close to. So uh, it could be one or it could be three. So, from a biased perspective, as clearly you never, ever do, Gianni. Never. What is your take on the state of the Devils if they get three first-round picks? It's just such a weird thing. Like, I I really don't know. Because, like, you look at it right now, and it was such a weird, like, second half of the season. Because you're rebuilding without a coach. You're retooling without a GM. Like, you don't, we don't have anything. We don't even have a captain. Like, I don't know where we are right now. Like, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see where they go in the draft. If maybe they kind of pull like a deal like they did for Paul Mayer or Johansson, where they flip one of those for, for another young winger. But, like, they have so many holes right now that they can have six first-round picks. And honestly, the way that we've drafted in the past couple of years, like, will those, will those even pan out to anything? So, like, I, unbiasedly, three picks helps a lot because... You know, we're still we're still rebuilding. I think that it was a reach to to do what we did last offseason because they were kind of forcing like you get the number one pick Jack Hughes, you're like, okay, they have to be close, right? So they've kind of put all the chips on the table and then we ate a lot of it. So we're kind of right back where we were, missing what we had. So unbiasedly, I think it depends where they go and how, how they draft, but I think the back end's kind of starting to shape up what it could be for the future, but I do, I think that they need another another grade A prospect on the on the back end. But if they can get another blue chip defenseman somewhere in there, then we're we're pretty good shape. But I'm not really too I'm not really too excited for all three. It depends what they do. Well, Ian, I mean, you guys have a pretty decent like experience with 
decent back end, especially the way that John Carlson's played all year. What's your kind of take on the state of the Devils? Are they going to pull like a, a 13, 14, 15 overall pick and miss out on Barzal like the Bruins did? Or, uh, <laughs> again, from, from the Caps' perspective, you know, because like clearly we can't see from the top because we've been in the shitter everybody else so <laughs> so what's it like as a stanley cup champion in uh <laughs> the uh, most recent stanley cup champion within the division hmm i mean i feel like i feel like for new jersey it's just a case of like i mean i don't know their team like super well enough to sort of ju- judge it really in inner deeply but it's like you already you already have Hughes. You're going to want to develop him. Gianni, like, is your back end, like, getting older or, no? No, I mean, for the for the most part, it, it's, it's like, right in the middle. Like, we have Severson. He's on the younger end. You have Butcher. He's young. And then we have, like, prospects. Ty Smith, Kevin Ball now, who's, who's just, like, a Zadorov 2.0. And then, like, that's really it. I don't think we're going to be able to sign Riley Walsh. I think he's walking out on us. Uh, and then, like, right out of that, there's nobody else that, like, jumps out. Like, that's, like, a solid NFL, NFL, NHL defense. I miss football. NHL defense. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the Devils, I think they, they need one more on the back end. But, like, you have Subban there still. He's not going anywhere. You just signed Connor Carrick. He's probably not going anywhere next year. So, like, what do they do? I have no clue. But, yeah, I, I think our defense is right, like, right in the middle of age. Personally, the way I've looked at it is, I feel like if you if you use like a balance of like the right of like enough the right number of prospects on like forwards or on defense or like even a goalie if you need one, like this might sound. No, really we definitely cli- don't. Need this that. might sound okay. <laughs> I mean, this might this might sound really cliche, but like, what's the worst thing that can happen if you just try to like balance balance it out with like the same number of forwards as defensemen for like high for like low draft for like first round picks um you brought something up there i think Mackenzie blackwood's a fucking stud that was definitely he, have a goal he, he was never like that dude he was he, I, he was he's massively underrated i mean he, to be fair he was very hot and goalies can be streaky but i mean he was playing a fucking he was making like 40 saves a night. He was pulling some Hank numbers out of his asshole. You know what's so crazy is like last year, not last year, he made it to the NHL last year, but but between the summer of 2018 and 2019, like the dude got called down from the AHL to the ECHL. He was just so bad in the AHL. Like he couldn't get it going. And he goes to the ECHL and absolutely tears it up. Like I hope he would, but he tears it up, right? Goes like 4-0. Makes it to the NHL last year. He's like mediocre, decent. This year, I just I don't know what's happened. Like it's it's actually kind of it's kind of strange. Like I don't want to believe it yet, but you look at the team that's in front of him and the defense that's in front of him, and like like you said, he makes forty saves a night. Like you you almost have to buy into the hype. It's he's so he's been our he's been the only thing I I watch every night. Like I don't watch Devils hockey because of anyone else but Blackwood right now. The thing about Blackwood is he's also very, very quick. One thing in this day, in the, like the way that hockey's been playing, you know, uh, just being a, quite, quite a little bit of a goaltender, not a big deal over here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the way that the NHL is, you have to be very, very quick. I'm like, it's, dude, I, I would be so much more excited for Blackwood. I really would. If you didn't look at the entire Metro and just see a team that had another stud goaltender, like every single team has one. It's actually kind of upsetting well, because... not Philly, but... Yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah. not Philly. <laughs> that's that's for not showing up, Gabe. But yeah, that's like every team has that one goaltender that you're like, are you kidding me? We have to deal with this guy for another 10, 15 years. So especially, especially that, that son of a bitch, Igor, man. Like he's well, just, uh, he's ridiculous. Ian, what do you well, got? You talk, well, you talk about goalies and... I think two weeks ago I uh, watched Brayden Hopi's last game in the Capitals uniform. So, <laughs> but, that, but, that's, but that's just but that's just fine because Gianni, you get to face Ilya Samsonov next. I don't know what's happening. Like he started off really well, but like with Hopi, I feel like he's kind of kind of gone down a little bit. Maybe it's just the workload. But it's like, well. Have you it's, noticed well, the same the team, thing? I mean, the team. Well, I mean, the team exactly. Towards towards the towards this end of the stretch, the team wasn't exactly playing well in front of Holtby, and then I think some of that play eventually caught up to Sammy as well. So personally, you know, it's like he's a rookie too. So personally, I blame poor team play, particularly on the defensive end for. I can't any believe how bad body. they are back there. It's um. And then they let Jews walk or Jews Jews walk for nothing. Because, I mean, I like the guy. I like the guy. But, I like the guy, but it's just like he just couldn't crack. He just couldn't crack the lineup. And, you know, it's like he didn't even crack the lineup in training camp. So couldn't squeeze that orange. <laughs> I mean, that kind of segues right into uh, talking. I don't about even positives in, in that in in that in that picture of him and I that I put in Montreal, which I posted. Like he does not look much bigger than me. Me, you know. <laughs> Now you have also, one thing before, prospect. before we get off the topic of uh, goalies, I was going to also throw in two teams that I really can't think of their good like prospect uh, or like young goalies for them. I haven't really seen anyone for Carolina though, besides having a Zamboni driver ball out. Like <laughs> they can't rely on that for every franchise. I mean, they're not going to play. They're not going to play Toronto like eight two games a year. They got to actually have a goal time for some teams. So for them, I just I don't know. I can't really see them like. And maybe they'll find someone in free agency and then like have someone blossom. But just, I don't know. They're a team that they're kind of shaky in the, uh, in that. And then the other one, I'm starting to think like Pittsburgh might have some issues back there. Cause I feel like Murray just, he's starting to hit that point where Murray has thought, always been a fraud. That's well, we've all known this though. That's yeah. one thing we've all known. <laughs> well, yeah, but this is like something that I feel like remember years ago, um, when they kept getting knocked out of the playoffs early and people would put all the blame on Flower, I feel like Murray is what people thought Flower was in that he was like the choker that was overrated. I feel like Murray has basically hit that point that everyone's like saying, oh, maybe Flower wasn't a problem. I would just like to um, point something out. I just witnessed what everyone's feeling during quarantine, and that is... Dan taking a sip right out of the pink Whitney bottle. Straight. Thank you. Welcome to Quarantine, baby. Shout out, Spin Checklets. <laughs> oh, yeah, spin Checklets is going to want to come on. Don't mess with the Metro. I'm just going to say that. Right now. Facts. Oh, I missed that name. Oh, wait, av- wait, 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 wait. Available goalies? <coughs> um, Stefan was like, it's just finished his college career. I'm just saying. Oh. Like us hates puppies. Remember that. <laughs> So does Cal Wait, Peterson. I got, do do I got you do not slander the name of Cal Peterson on this podcast? Dude, he's been so good. The greatest American goaltender in the entire LA Kings system. <laughs> Damn right. I think he's gonna I'll give you I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Street. That's fine. But honestly too bad. At the, 
honestly, you know, with uh, the duck, the duck struggling and Gibson, basically his back is like given out from carrying them for years. I'm sorry. I think he might be the greatest American goaltender in the entire state of California. Wow. Yeah, that's a hot take, but he is the greatest American in the state that is least American. <laughs> Man's got a point. Quicks look pretty good, though. Like he, I'm oh, not saying, you know, like the last, if you base the NHL off the last, like, what do we have to remember? Post-trade deadline. Post-trade post deadline, the LA Kings are the best team in the NHL. Like, they, Too bad I it hasn't gone them there. anywhere. No, yeah, no, it's like five games. Oh my god, they're streaking those five games. Dude, <laughs> they've won seven games in a row, and they're still like six points back of anyone close to them. Like it's, they've been really bad too. All, all I'm saying is that any any team that needs a goalie out there, just like Stefano Sakas finished his college career, so it can be out there. Except you, Pittsburgh. Hands off, my boy. So. Well, I mean, Cal Morris is clearly the best goaltender coming out of college right now, but I digress. Well, the best male one, Jill Mofat out of LVC, is balling out. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shout out to my queen. Just because Lacus is like back might be a little bit sore from carrying the team the past four years. Still, I'm just saying, you know. You can't just downgrade him just because of that, you know? At least he has experience doing it. I mean, this, you know, I just want to bring up, speaking of Jill, why don't you tell us a little story about what happened, uh, the full story of what happened at the bar when you brought up... Uh... All right, that's, that's for our daily story. We still have to go through the positives of this season. <laughs> I mean, we kind of have it. We still have to go over the playoff format. Playoff format. I kind of made my point with my healthy point that I don't think there will be any playoff format to um, discuss. But in the, in the small chance that there is, I mean, I per- personally, I just personally, I feel like they might just say screw it and do like a, uh, they could do like a preliminary round, like before the conference quarterfinals or do, or like finish out the regular season, but limit, the playoffs to just eight teams or basically do an MLB format. So if you had to choose, what would you prefer? If so, we'll say, we'll say May 1st is when the playoffs are starting. If you are Gary Bettman right now, what are you going to do? Finish regular season, shorten the playoffs. And if you're Gary Bettman right now, what are you doing? If you have remaining, all the power in the world, remaining 24 teams are still in it. We do it gladiator style. Only the uh, top eight teams get a bye, and then the rest 16 play a best of three. From there, the top eight that are remaining uh, face off against the other eight, and then we do best of five until we get to conference championships, in which it's best of seven. I kind of like that. Uh, Gianni, what do you got? I got every team on the bubble plays like a March Madness style bracket, and the only teams that are safe are the three in the division. So those guys can get a bye. And then work it out the rest. Everyone, one game elimination. I feel so bad for some of the teams on the ball. Like, imagine if you're a team like Vancouver. Like, you haven't played in this exciting of hockey in how long? And, like, a pandemic strikes. And you're not even going <laughs> to Like, that's it. They're, they're like, fuck you guys. <laughs> and, uh, Matt, what do you got? Um, so, everyone knows the best way to decide an NHL game is the shootout. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> you you cocksucker. So I, think I, hope you wake, I hope you wake up tomorrow and you step on a fucking Lego, you piece of shit. I think we can borrow this from the 
All star game. Need, we might need to cut the show just right this and that. <laughs> oh my lord! Folks, once again, Matt is very much living to his new branding of coldest take connoisseur. And he makes, off my fa- and he makes a fabulous point. Yeah, I, I predicted I this. Trust Igor Shostak and in the shootout over any goal in the league. So give me the shootout. Let me play every team in a best of seven shootout series. And the Rangers will win the cup and we'll have a parade. You're gambling with a lot there. It's almost as bad gambling as the Sedins. Just <laughs> tell, <saying. laughs> tell me who has a better sh- one, two, three shootout lineup of Zibanejad, Panarin, and whoever the fuck you want the third person to be. We're scoring all three of those goals. And Sheshwork and saving all three goals. So I'm really not I'm scared not if it comes play. down to it's a shootout. The Caps have it. It's a question of which kinds of those players will actually show up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you also have, like you said, Edmonton. You have McDavid, Dreisaitl, and any third guy that you put out there. Okay. Yeah. Well, also, it depends on coaching. Look at what the Wild had uh, a couple of shots where they didn't even bother using Zuccarello. Like, okay, you literally signed this dude to a big contract in his own shootout specialist, and you're just going to go ahead and not use him? Yeah, I can't take him seriously. I think the shootout's the way to decide the Stanley Cup. And it's it's not time-consuming at all. You could do, like, three <laughs> in a day if you really wanted to. Honestly, let's just go knock hockey. Let's, <laughs> let's just, just get the whole thing done with. <laughs> yeah, a little knock hockey. Do the best of seven series in, a, in one day. Fuck it, mini sticks. We're <laughs> 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 uh, well, I guess uh, kind of to... Not to derail entirely. Uh, one thing that we do want to add in general is kind of make it like a little bit more personal. Uh, we probably can't bring in any guests, obviously. Uh, I mean, unless anybody knows anybody kind of popular. Uh, Stefanos Lekas, <laughs> Ian, you think if you could pull him on? The same? Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if he knows me. <laughs> Super well. Like, yeah, uh, but if at all. <laughs> well, either way. Um, so in general. I mean, like, I actually am. I actually am good friends with our third string goalie, so that could be one. <laughs> You know, at this point, you know, we're we're trying to rebrand here. We're mm. we're going big time. Totally could work out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in general, like, how you boys been? Uh, how's uh, COVID nineteen treating you? I know, Ian, you're kind of stuck up in the the wilderness, I guess, for lack of a better term, right on the on Lake Champlain. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly the wilderness when you're in the county that has the most, when you're in the Vermont county that has the most cases, but <clears throat> honestly, I mean, everything's been, everything's been fine. Like I'm still able to run. The moment I can't run is when I'm probably not going to be okay with that. So, yeah, I mean, you guys could have the most cases, but did you guys decide an election? Just, just throwing it out there. <laughs> and speaking of deciding we did not we uh, did not we did not hey what do you what do you got how's uh life been over there and uh i think you have a life lesson that you have to give us over here uh well, what, what do we have to worry about all right well let me go ahead and put it this way guys when you're preparing for a uh, possible pandemic and you're told hey let's go ahead and get your uh, work laptop ready make sure that it works from home Life lesson, actually go home and test that work laptop because <laughs> otherwise, let's just say you'll be the only one going into the office every day knowing full well, hey, you guys should have tested that bad boy. Instead of saying, yeah, it totally works, then you try it out over the weekend the day before like you were supposed to be working from home and you say, oh, crap, this isn't working. So you bring it in and IT isn't there because... It's almost like they're on pandemic or something. And here we are. So where's the moral of the story today, folks? 
actually test out the laptop. Also, make sure that you go to a bar and get loaded up the weekend before things are going to happen, because otherwise you're going to regret not using all your drink chips. Oh. Aren't you supposed to self-isolate, though? Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) The weekend before it was supposed to close down. I mean, it's still, bars were still open. So what's your drink of choice these days? Well, it's been bad. I'm stuck (laughs) drinking, like, domestic nonsense. Like the one, I think over the weekend I had a uh, Miller Lite and it just tasted like water. <laughs> I mean, if there's anybody that knows what like drinking, you know, copper is like, uh, Matt, how's uh, the little Florida life treating you down there in Gainesville? Um, let's just say it's a lot of uh, ten dollar vodka and that is ten dollar vodka down in Florida. Yeah, like you know, like the gallons, like. You get, like, the gallon of vodka for $10, bro. Where do you find a gallon of vodka? (laughs) (laughs) It might not be a gallon. It's, like, 1.75 liters. (laughs) Let's just take this with a grain of salt, because now we have to know that every time Matt says something, this is Florida man speaking, all right? We have our new brand for Matt. He he also probably, you know, is starting to stroke off the SEC as as if it's, like, the best conference in college Something. It just but, means more. It just means more. Oh, oh it means more. As if you guys don't, the only mm. thing you guys can do is drink and, you know, have Paul Feinbaum throw you guys like a bone or some other shit. All I say is that it means more. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what really doesn't mean more? Gianni over there. Uh, what hey. the, what's been going on with We haven't heard from him in a while. He's yeah, a coronavirus no. survivor. Yeah, I'm, 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 I've been locked up in my – I'm in Florida, too. So I'm back in Orlando. So you're back in Florida? Yeah, yeah. I took a new job. I do digital media for Walt Disney World. So I'm over here doing that. And uh, yeah, we just got told that we're going into lockdown on Thursday. So our county is pretty much uh, stocking up on everything. So I don't know what to stock up on. So I'm, <laughs> I'm well, a little starters, nervous. I think like this whole toilet paper thing, you know, I think like toilet paper is kind of gold. If you went to go so, like sell toilet paper, you could easily get a handle. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And like, that's the, I don't understand why. Like, I really don't. Like, are people like, like coronavirus doesn't give you the shits. Like, yeah. And like, do people I'm, think I'm, they're going to shit 30 times in two weeks? Like, I, I don't know what, like, they're, I don't get that. Like, what I mean, if you're, if you're Ian, for? maybe, I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what, maybe, maybe people think if they can make a circle of the toilet paper, it'll keep the virus away, sort of like oh, the, good uh, point. sort of like from Swan the, the, circle, circle. the circle of safety. Exactly. And you have to draw a circle, a circle and not, not, not an oval. oval. The, yeah. the oval is the, definitely the biggest part. I also, yeah. I also, I also did not tell the gang here, I, uh, I uh, took up myself a nice trip to Hershey uh, two and a half weeks ago. Uh, oh, give us a lowdown on that. I saw the snap uh, from a uh, half-loaded Andy, and <laughs> you, but, uh... well, I mean, let's see. I, let's see that. Mo- let's see that. I went. Let's see that morning. I went to practice and the class, and uh, I got out of town. I went got out of town at one o'clock, and uh, you know, got to got to Hershey in like seven hours, and then uh, we uh, basically. We did, you know, we did the, well, actually, first we got ourselves some uh, pizza for dinner because, you know, it's a, it was a Friday in Lent, so there wasn't much other choice we're we had. All, we're all great Catholics on this podcast. <laughs> Developed. Developed. And so, af- yeah, and then afterwards we uh, did the ba- did the basics and found ourselves a, found ourselves a bar and then uh, got to uh, 
truly, truly rant about any sport aspect from our life that we might have screwed at each other over the keyboard for the past like five years or whatnot, and just letting it all out was what we were truly there for. And then we hopped over to uh, another one afterwards, and then we, you know, we had some shots that were like the size of one and a half of them. But nevertheless, right, let, so me go ahead and explain, let me go ahead and explain the shot situation. So we had a normal, regular, like, I think two beers a piece at the one bar, bounce over to another one, and we figured we'd take a shot. It was of whiskey, I think. Uh, whiskey or tequila? I don't know, something that, because we asked what shot should we take of. Dan said something, so we said, all right. I think Dan recommended whiskey. I think Dan so, did say whiskey. Now that I, think I mean, I was probably blacked out at the time when I recommended it. So, all right. So whiskey. Yeah. Whenever. So, yeah. Whenever. Yeah. Whenever I like can't remember off the top of my head, I like to say tequila because that sounds so basic. But <laughs> so we took nice old uh, shots of whiskey, which were normal sized. I mean, I don't know what kind of shots they take in Vermont. I don't know if they tax the shots that he's <laughs> taking because he was expecting some sort of like teacup shot, but. Here I am just taking a regular one. So I throw it back, look down. I look over in, and he's still working on his. I'm like, dude, that <laughs> was so large. I've never seen in my life. So you're telling I me the moment I had to take a second one, it's like, well, let the, me- let the memes galore. Oh, my God. I actually, dude, just... I, was cr- I was laying in my bed. I was crying laughing. I was like, Ian, come on, man. You can't let us down like that. That thing was a lot bigger than I was expecting. I'm just saying. That's what she said. That's what she <laughs> said. There it is. There we got to let is. you go drink with Matt so you yeah. can have a gallon. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Matt could put down his alcohol now. I mean, if he's drinking gallons. Gallons. Like, <laughs> you don't finish the gallon. I'm just saying, like. Fill it up regular. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, put, you guys put in more of the beers. I put in more of the miles. That's and that's always my go-to chirp. So I mean, that's true. Yeah, I mean, all I'm saying is you guys after. better be conditioning your livers up because uh, you guys got a trip to South Bend coming out. <laughs> that is damn right. So I mean, right. if I mean, if there is an open weekend and maybe if you pay for my flight, I would. That would sound <laughs> like a blast, you know. I got two years out there. I'm going. I'm going full MBA, MSBA. Got a hawker down, so I'll be studying for most of the time. But I need to bull on those weekends. Well, you're actually, hey, your se- hey, your second year, I will no longer have NCAA cross country eligibility. Oh, and also, good luck uh, having any free time with doing an MBA. I mean, if you're not do- working and doing an MBA, you might have. But if you decide to work through your MBA, enjoy kissing that free time goodbye. So, uh, another, is this another life lesson for Andy? Well, this one's just simple. Don't be an idiot and do your MBA while you're working because it's just not recommended. Let's just put it that way. Not a fun time, especially if you take off some time from graduating college to doing your master's because the last couple of years of freedom was just awesome. And now I'm just like, well, shit. <laughs> Well, I don't know if Matt can really... Matt, what are you even majoring in? You never really told us. I'm um, doing communications and sport management. So do you even go to fucking school? Do I go to class? Uh, depends <laughs> on the day. <laughs> yeah, we, have a, we have a lot of online classes. So exactly how is that situation going? Like, uh, I just like YouTube... I would just like video chat. My, like This is like how my class would be, bro. It's weird. Like, you guys are not like, in college right now. Might as well just reopen it. Word to uh, Jerry Falwell. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I did end up seeing that shit, but... Rest in peace. <laughs> Rip in pieces. Yeah. Rip around. Uh, uh, in general, um, I think we pretty much hit everything that like we planned for. Again, brand new podcast, rebranding. Um, it's a repositioning. It, 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 good <laughs> words. Rebuilding. But not all of us are the devils here. Come on. We, we, we cut Eric, right? We cut Gabe, and we we're just starting from the bottom. So. <laughs> are they really cut? Out, or are I, they just we have, no, we, have, we haven't cut them. They're just slacking. They're holding yeah. out right now. Yeah, they're holding out our, con- <laughs> yeah, our contract situations, whiskey. Eric, I feel like back. Eric. Eric deserves some time to ECHL though. He's got to polish his game like crazy. I, <laughs> I guarantee you, he's either getting head or he's stuck in the cheese toast league right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, fellas, please. I think this is a good, solid, you know, yeah. little rebrand, and we're definitely going to start bringing back some more uh, personal things. Um, we'll get back. We're trying, to it. we're trying to get what once a week. Yeah, once maybe twice a week at most, and let's uh, see how long the pandemic goes. Yeah, but you know we got to get the people through this pandemic, and that's our job. Exactly. That's <laughs> correct. Is, that's correct. Mess with the, we owe it to the audience. We are. Honestly, we this should be back. a my, this should be a mini series. Like instead of panic at the disco, it can be pandemic in the metro. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. where did that come Mike from? Drop, drop. <laughs> that's that's our goodbye. I definitely think so. Uh, well, fellas great bringing this back really and uh let's do it again next week for those of you listening thank you very much for your time we hope to bring you some more fabulous content later down the road how beautiful yeah. all right fellas cheers, cheers.